All right, welcome back, guys. I know this time it's been a little bit longer wait than you guys usually like, and I understand. I can feel, I can feel you guys out there, the angst. I can feel the desire, and I and I and that. And I appreciate that. So we are here today to satiate your desires for another episode of the fan favorite In Over My Head podcast. And uh, like I've told you before, I kind of started this uh, podcast with the, the idea, the hope that I'd be able to coerce some of my good friends, some of the people in my life that I find most interesting into coming over, having fun conversations uh, with me, and, uh, and then publishing them for my other friends to listen to so they can learn a little bit more about my other friends, and we can all learn about, more about each other and have a fun time. Well, today is no exception. Today I've got a guest that I'm very excited to have, one of my co-workers, in fact, shout-outs. Um, so today we got Claire Hughes. Claire, you want to say hi to the folks? Hey, what's up? <laughs> well, thanks for coming. I didn't. Now, I was worried that I might have a more difficult time talking you into coming over, but if I found out through through the grapevine that you at one point maybe had aspirations of doing a little podcast yourself. Yeah, I think that'd be neat. I don't know if I have a solid enough topic to to create a podcast with, but well, you may not need a topic. You see, oh, well, let me ask you this question: What would you think is what would you say is the topic of my podcast? Um, you have a lot of friends. That's right. Okay. And I do not. So. Just, just relying, leaning heavily on the interestingness of the people around me. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, okay, well, good. Well, I got you on, and I'm very glad to have you here. I, I trust that my my assistant had you assign the, all the paperwork. I signed a lot of paperwork. <laughs> I surprising <laughs> amount of paperwork. Shout out Shell Talby. That's our assistant who does takes care of all the all the the legal business around here she keeps me out of prison basically is what she does so shout outs there hey i got to give another couple shout outs um shout out colleen you know colleen yeah she she uh she sent me a, a little message the other day saying tell me a part of another episode that she thought was funny so shout out appreciate the feedback and uh another shout out here i'm just gonna shout out john our homeboy john from work john i trust that before the end of this podcast we're gonna see an email from you for our guest today and if not there you know, oh boy you're in trouble because i already said it now You'll be in big trouble. Well, all right. So the, the 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 listeners out there, Claire, are itching to hear a little bit more about you. They're they they hear me talk every week. They want to hear a little bit more about you. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where'd you go to school at? Uh, I went to Mizzou in uh, Columbia, Missouri. And you graduated just a couple years back. Yeah, twenty twenty. Great great year to graduate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So did you get the the end of the pandemic stuff in class? Did you have classes that you couldn't go to and all that? I feel like most of my classes just gave up. Like the what? professors just gave up. <laughs> like you were like they were just basically saying we don't know what to do. Just anybody who who showed up once passes. Uh yeah, it was like everything was based on what we'd already done and uh we took finals like 2 months after not doing anything and it was pretty it's pretty weird. Then you getting teachers doing that stuff like your final is write your name on a sheet of paper kind of stuff. Yeah, well one of them was actually really hard. It took me like 12 it was online, self-paced. It took me about 12 hours Ooh. to finish. But and were people were people was there an uproar with that teacher after that going we haven't been able to sit in a classroom in 2 months and you gave us a goddamn half a day test? I think most of us didn't care at that point. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people didn't even try on it. I just tried maybe too hard. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Well, shoot. So do you feel, the? I, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you feel like you kind of got a little bit screwed out of some of your education at the end there? Or are you just like, I wanted to get out. I just wanted to move on. Um, maybe a little bit, but I feel like that about a lot of the classes all throughout college. Oh, yeah. Professors just like didn't care. And you're just sitting here going, look, if you don't care, I don't have time to care either. Just give me the grade and let me get out of here. Yeah. So I, I definitely had some of those. I had yeah. a lot of classes where I was like, unbelievable. I can't believe I could ever care about this so much and learn so much. And other ones where it's like, man, I was really hoping to learn a lot, but this dude's not trying. 
and I'm not going to go read the unassigned chapters. I'm not going to go do extra, you know, fluid mechanics. I had a really crappy teacher. There's a few others, but then it makes up for it in some, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I had a heat transfer teacher who was just the worst. No, and no. I, <laughs> I liked heat transfer. Like, thermodynamics was great. And so I was really looking forward to heat transfer. And then he, uh, he hated everybody. He hated students. He and was a misanthrope. He's just an angry person. The world. It's like, who mistreated you when you were younger? There's so many teachers like that where it's like the first sense I get from hearing about them is like, was it, were people not very nice to you, dog? What happened with you, man? And yeah. How old? He was probably like middle aged, like forty something. Yeah, dude. He this had guy's a young daughter. A I think this is rough, man. Ooh. Well, I guess we've all had it. Gosh, how many classes do you take in college? I think I counted this before. You take like sixty, fifty. I ended up taking extra. So I I graduated in four years, but I took a semester off. So I did a co-op. Okay. So I technically graduated in three and a half years, and I ended up taking classes I didn't even need. How many total hours up there? Um, three more than whatever I actually <laughs> needed. <laughs> I did take one extra class because otherwise I would have had a semester with like six credit hours and I was like, fuck it. I always wanted to learn a little bit about nuclear engineering. So I took Nuke 105. It was an intro class and I learned a lot. I enjoyed it. Anyway. Uh, okay. So when you were there, now I don't think you did a social sorority, like a, like party time sorority, but you did a bunch of clubs, right? Like a bunch of different, um, other types of organizations, teams. What, what stands out? How many did you do? Can you list them? Um, a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I did uh, underwater robotics. That was pretty cool. I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Did uh, ASME, but we did design stuff with that. Different is design. ASME is a Society of Mechanical Engineers. Yeah, yeah. And so I never. That was one that they always try to invite you to, and we had, of course, had a ton of that down in Raleigh too. What did they actually do there? I think I went once. They forced you to go freshman year to get a taste of it. Yeah. But you're too young to know what the hell's going on. Every every college is different, but at ours it was a design team, so that's what was interesting. So like every year they had a different project. The first year we had to build a pentathlon robot. And it had to climb stairs and hit a golf ball and lift an object and do all this other stuff. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, the next year, I think it was, um, oh, it was like a little competition race. You had to pick up balls and then drop them off at a certain place. So usually, it, so these are robotics, basically. Yeah, it, it was it probably, all robotics. Probably for the last 10 years, they mostly have been robotics. Yeah, except for the last year I was there, it was uh, 3D printing, uh, drone. And that was pretty cool. Whoa. So. Did you, like, from scratch and program it, or did they have, like, a base module that you used? Uh, it was totally up to you. So it was, oh. they wanted it to be from scratch. And the more 3D printed parts you used, the the higher of a score you got. Okay. That's, yeah. that's neat. And that's a good incentive, too, because it lets you, if you don't have the raw knowledge of how to, like, program a motor and all that kind of shit, you still have a chance. You can still yeah. participate and focus on the other. Hey, that's pretty neat. I think, um, gosh, I don't know. I didn't do, I didn't do almost any of these kind of th teams at school. And I, I look back and wonder if I wish I had, I don't know. Well, let's see. So that's only one, or that's only two, I guess, ASME. Um, I did, <laughs> a lot of the other ones weren't design teams, but uh, they were like S Society of Women in Engineering and like okay. Pi Tau Sigma Honor Society, stuff like that. But so, so those were the real... Those were the, the ones I spent the most time hard, on. The hardcore partiers, SWE, Pi Tau Sigma. Yeah. Just, they, they really weren't even focused. They were just focused on just like raving, like having... Pretty all, much, yeah. yeah. The Honor Society is real, real into raves, Throwing bangers. Yeah. Pretty much constantly underground stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, very exclusive. How many students? So for my Filipino, my Mexican, and Canadian listeners, um, we're talking about Missouri, state in the center of the United States, and a couple of cities, a couple of small, smaller cities. I guess Columbia is like the fifth largest city or fourth, fifth. 
I don't know how big it is, but I know the columns are the second most photographed thing <laughs> oh, in, in Missouri, Missouri. Besides the arch. Besides the arch, yeah. <laughs> you should have curved those columns, guys. They were like, yep. we should really go with the straight up and down. Oh, man. What Could about have been number one. Hyperbolic cosine. No, that's they're always going <laughs> to. Oh. Okay, so anyway, small towns in Missouri that happen to have rather large colleges. Mizzou, of course, the biggest university in the state. That's the one. Probably. It's gotta be. I, it, yeah. It's got to be. And that's when people talk about, when people say Mizzou, that's where she's talking about. And I'm, I'm almost joking because I don't really think anybody ever listened from the Philippines or Canada or Mexico. But my, my, my uh, what do they call them? The stats or whatever you get. Statistics, yeah. Yeah, they, they're telling me I do. So just so you guys know. Um, okay, so but there is a there is a big difference. I went to school in Rolla. That's an engineering school, almost all engineers, probably eighty percent or something. And there was maybe a total student population of like seven thousand, including grad students. The town population with students was under twenty thousand. So students are half. That is not the case in Columbia. I think Columbia has a town of maybe a hundred thousand, but your student population was much larger too, like twenty five k or something, right? Yeah, I think maybe even thirty five. It was oh, wow. pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like at Rala, if there's a person your age that goes there, you've seen them, and you probably you likely know their name. And at Mizzou, it's like there's people you would see and just go, I assume it's a student, right? I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm also not the most social person, so <laughs> yes, like you are. You did underwater fucking robotics. Yeah. Man. Well, I knew those people, <laughs> and I knew no okay. other people. Okay, so you're not, you you didn't go. To to underwater robotics and then continue to be antisocial with the other underwater robotics people no i i didn't i'd say some of them did i mean engineers oh, really? you know like yeah like, i came here i came here to program your your microchips and nothing else i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to be your friend oh yeah. man so then let's see what's anything yeah, there's got to be some crazy stories i mean did you guys did you do a lot of out of town traveling for competition type of stuff or did you like what was the the rhythm of this when did it um, there's like an emotional roller coaster per semester or year, I assume, with each of these. There things. was an emotional roller coaster <laughs> over one week. Okay. And that was like the the major like inflection point it, of the whole thing. It was whoa, like whoa, whoa. It, um, for which particular one and how. So so the submarine teams. And so how far into your career, your career is this? Is this a is this a one year project? Are we talking about your whole college career? So we kind of started the club. Um, it didn't exist. This club didn't exist. Missouri doesn't have submarines traditionally. <laughs> okay. That's not are geographic well we have there's boats underwater but they're usually not supposed to be there yes yes exactly so we wanted them to be there and we started this club in like sophomore year and junior year we continued working on it and the people who had kind of founded it graduated and left us with this thing that they had designed that was aerodynamic but not necessarily hydrodynamic oh and so we had a lot of work to do on that and this is so this is the the, the idea being was there a goal in mind a, a goal date that by which point you wanted to have like a prototype at what level of completion or like are you, is it like in theory we have a prototype that could be sold to someone or yes. that could be used for so our competition was in july um of that my junior year okay so you're so, you're, so you're you're essentially setting up a team in order to in order to enter a pre-existing competition yeah, yeah. okay i see it so, so it's wasn't... a fully autonomous submarine so we can't remote control it we just like throw it in the water and it does its thing and that is difficult when you're a bunch of mechanical engineers sure well and, and i assume you mean simply because you you can you understand mechanics and you maybe how to size a motor and how to build the thing and even how to on like how to figure out what your gains ought to be for stable, globally exponential yeah. control. But you need somebody to program a chip, right? Yeah, we did not have any programming knowledge. We wow. had like one, we had one dude who joined the team and this guy was a genius in programming, but he was our only one. 
And he would travel all the time and sell his ideas that he had created, his like web products and all this. What? He would go like meet with investors in Colorado for a day and then come back. So you got basically you got like Ron Ron Musk on your team, and he's basically like, guys, I'm any week now I'm going to be a billionaire. So I'm really not focused on the underwater submarine team. Yeah, I just like Claire, so that's why I keep coming to this thing. I think he just was bored, and then he was like, well, this is a good hobby, and we were like, we're dying, we need your help. Yeah, hey, you guys like, meet close to my dorm, so I'll, I just I just stop in to see how, watch you guys flounder without yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, he was a good guy, but he was like a genius, and we needed him desperately. So but. so, so with him, so you were highly sensitive, your, the, your performance was highly sensitive to this guy's unreliable schedule. <laughs> yeah, oh. as far as computer programming goes, for sure, yeah. And so then what, okay, so let's go, next, where's this story going? So, so, so essentially, we, we finally uh, get enough put together to go to the competition. And at this point, we're not even waterproof. <laughs> and we've got all the electronics, <laughs> but we're not waterproof. And we realize this when we go to the competition and we throw it in the water. Oh, boy. It's floating at first, and now it's not floating anymore, guys. Took on some water. Oh, no. And did everything get ruined immediately? So, no. We, we found it. We got it out of the water real quick. It didn't get ruined. We um, we went back to the hotel. Put some and, rice in it? And Yeah. Fill, <laughs> filled the whole thing with rice. No. We, uh, we, well, we went to, like, Lowe's, and we bought a bunch of crap to try and fix this. Yeah, a little gaskety type of stuff, rubber parts and things. Well... We were very sleep deprived. This is like day two, and we had been traveling for a whole day. That's okay. a whole thing on its own. Getting a giant robot through TSA. Oh my God! You went on an airplane with this thing. Yes. Oh my God! It's in San Diego. I should say that it's it's this competition is in San Diego. Wow. So we okay. But anyway, surprisingly, very easy to get a giant bomb-looking robot through TSA. Never oh. knew. But don't dare take a pocket knife. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah. Like four ounces of, <laughs> yeah, but on the way back home, you got in trouble because it had four ounces of water still in it from, <laughs> yeah. <and> then, <laughs> oh my God. So they, you checked it, you checked it in like a, any, like a crate or something, or was it self-contained and you just. So I was working at the undisclosed company we work at uh-huh. as an intern that sure. summer. And okay. every weekend I went back and worked on this project in oh preparation. Oh my goodness. And I built crates out of the small amount of tools we had in our build room uh which was like nothing which was like a power drill and so i went to walmart and i bought the cheapest little like uh circular saw handheld circular no i was stupider than that oh, i bought <laughs> like a back saw just a straight up push pull saw no it was electronic it was uh i can't think of the name of it. like a sawzall kind of well yeah. we got to get to the bottom of this but you're doing a hand motion here she's doing kind like, of like a <laughs> You know, it goes up and down. And it's like a bandsaw, but it's like... Oh, 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 jigsaw, maybe? Yeah, jigsaw. There you so, go. Okay, so you're holding your hand like this, and it's got a little bitty guy, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's like a shoe there that yes. goes along, kind of like a sewing machine thing. Yeah, and then it's, it's the sewing machine tool. Yes, that one. <laughs> okay, so you got a little jigsaw. So I bought the cheapest jigsaw hey, I could find. That should work if you're just cutting plywood and board. And, uh, well, Walmart cheap jigsaws don't have great blades. Oh, It no. took me a long time to make oh, these crates, crap. and they were not accurate, but they they put together... This is amazing. And they looked like crappy little like birdhouses you make in like first grade. Little or bomb coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the things overlap <laughs> in weird ways and yeah. stuff. Yeah, dude. It's like coffin for your bomb. And TSA is like, that's cool. Yeah, Put, and I spray painted on it. I said like uh, Mizzou Surf, like in the like the font that you spray paint on boxes. Oh, you know? oh you're talking about like a stencil font. Sten- or yeah, stencil font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could say yeah, it could say like U.S. Marine Corps. It could say like classified yeah. or some. DARPA. I put like fragile Mizzou surf. 
and uh, <laughs> it was in like orange and black. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! They're like, this is it got Halloween font colors. Okay, so then you brought it there. You you put it on a little scale, and the lady sees that it's less than fifty five pounds. Oh, it was way over fifty five. <laughs> okay, so you paid a couple bucks extra. <laughs> paid some extra. And then, did you dare look out the window as they loaded it up onto the thing to see the guy like downset? Blue 42 and hike it from 37 <laughs> yards away onto the airplane? I, I didn't. Um, I would have loved to see that, though. Oh, man, we had, we got to see, yeah, so, isn't it weird? Sometimes you're sitting, yeah, I guess the timing is weird. If they're loading up, they'll start loading up your, your crap while you're still sitting in the terminal. And you just look out the window. And it's like they make yeah. jokes about it, but w- anytime you see it, I mean, these guys are just like doing hammer throws, like spinning around twice and hucking these things 15 yards. Like, why are they, why are you allowed to do that? I don't know. So you're saying you got there, you, un- you opened up your, your makeshift crate, and your submarine isn't great, is in perfect working order? It, it really, it was. I packed a lot of foam in there. Like, <laughs> it was it was mostly foam was the weight, and foam weighs nothing. It was so 33 it was... pounds before the foam, and it <laughs> yeah. was 116 pounds after. It was a lot of foam. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, the, the, the thing was kind of half broken already, so, like, oh, they couldn't oh, break it much more. Well, than... what did you want? Yeah, right, it was a pile of plastic and metal. It was not... Wow. Okay, so, so, you got so it there. wasn't waterproof. So we went to Lowe's. We got all the stuff. Yeah. We we filled. So it had a aluminum back cap on the like two foot acrylic tube, basically that we had, and okay. we had everything inside of it. And, and uh, did you did you have did you build something and then slide it into a closed tube, or was it like a clamshell that opens and closes? It was a closed tube, and um, I made a three D printed like triangular electronics bay that slid in and out. Awesome. So um, yeah, it it was pretty cool. Like. We just had to get it to be waterproof. Yeah, and then yeah. we had to program it. And we did all this in a week. Oh, okay, okay. So so I cut you off a little bit. So you said you had an end cap that fit, I assume, snugly, but obviously not watertight yeah. snugly. Not not quite snugly enough. And it also had uh, all the wires, all, all the like pinouts to the motors and stuff coming out of it. Oh, And shit. that was not oh, totally secure. <laughs> how are you going to get that all to be? So this, this back cap is like a bowl, basically. Mm-hmm. And we filled... In our sleep-deprived state, thinking it was a good idea, oh. we filled the whole thing with Flex Seal. You know the guy oh, yeah. who slaps the tape oh. on the boat oh, yeah. with the hole well, in no, it? Well, no, that's Flex Tape, but I do know well, about Flex Seal. Flex Seal, same guy, same company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We filled the whole thing with Flex Seal. Okay. And it did not set like we thought, oh, you know, 24 oh, hours oh, to oh. set. Not when it's two inches deep. Not when you have a quarter, <laughs> a quarter pound of it in a bowl. Oh yeah. no! So then, what? So when you got back, it was still gushy and like drippy. So yeah. So we took it all out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> After spending all night putting it in. Oh, I guess you would have had to do it in layers or something, or do it like, or I, just have a week. <laughs> I don't know. So the solution was hot glue, believe it or not. Okay. We ended up like going hot glue all inside all the crevices that were not waterproof. And it and and you it worked. Ended up waterproof in it. Whoa. It, it I love worked. the story with a happy ending. That's awesome. Yeah. And okay, so you got waterproof. You got in, and basically you were able to you were able to like fully, fully perform the competition requirements without a catastrophic failure. So I don't think so. You had to qualify in order to even do the competition, and the qualifying run was like autonomously going through a little gate. It was like I, a much simpler, just like show us that you have any control whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we were able to program it to go through the gate. I can't remember if we actually, it was the last day. We ended up going to the beach afterwards and not even finishing the competition because oh. we were like, <laughs> we accomplished something. And I think Hell that yeah. was like going through the gate or almost going through the gate. But basically our super genius programmer dude had to fly out and meet some investors halfway through the week. Yes. So he quickly programmed an entire like thing for us to go through this gate. 
and he like quickly taught me how to use it and i retained some of that yeah but not much <laughs> whoa and all of that was fine and good and we got it working and then one of our i i'm not an electrical engineer so i don't fully understand it but one of our electronics broke and so the guy who's our electrical engineer decided oh uh, I'll, I'll solve this by putting my phone in the tube with the under the water in yeah. our poorly waterproofed tube okay so he so he, oh so some electronics like something that was controlling something broke and he said i'll use my phone instead and yeah. put a usb into that it can run the software yep okay and and he did it and i was like wow i would not have sacrificed my phone that's a for little that. scary but it survived though right it survived that's all that's a baller move yeah when he comes back out and he's, he pulls it back out and is like hang on guys i gotta take a call or something <laughs> and just walks it off yeah that's such a cool story i know i'd heard parts of that story before and i know while you were an intern at our undisclosed company we uh there was some talk of that and i was like wait a minute and you were uh, not the most outgoing person then. no younger extremely didn't shy. know us that well and we had barely ever spoken yeah. and i just thought this this person is so quiet and then it's like oh she does robotics competitions program. this weirdo makes robots in her basement or i something. mean a little bit a much nicer version of that yeah i insist but i was like holy crap i wonder if she's really interesting fast forward a couple of years and i'm like oh my god this person is so interesting so claire and i here's another thing that a lot of folks listening will know already and a lot won't claire and i have like doodle battles at work well she 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 started a whole series of a cartoon series about a about a bean in bean world they, they're, they're much like humans they do human things but they're just they're beans kind of maybe jelly beans we don't really know there's I think, some i think they're i think they're jelly beans yeah okay. i like to say they're jelly beans good I, yeah i was kind of hoping so okay good jelly beans they behave like people they have mustaches and glasses and things like yeah. that and this and in this particular series a bunch of events happen but it's very it's conspicuously unspecified in what order these frames are shown and so it's fun to try to so I, I just scanned it. There's 13 of them. And so then you got how Only many? Only 13. I thought I had done way more than that. I um, feel like were, I've been working on this for like there months. Were, there were other drawings, but that, that weren't related. Like yeah. the, like the scribble, the scribble things, yeah. family and all that kind of stuff. And so and then I added a few that I don't know if they fit in. I added four larger, yeah. larger format drawings to the Jelly Bean universe. So that's something. But um, we also have a co-worker. Shout out Stooky out there. Shout out Stupendous Stu. That we like to... We like to uh, I think he I think he enjoys it, but in good in good humor, we we put stew in a bunch of fun and awkward situations on the whiteboard with little sketches. Today it was disco stew. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, disco stew, and I put disco I put disco Dan next to him and disco Leon, also nice, kind of nice. in the background. Yeah, and so, but um, yeah, no, it turns out I found out pretty early on once you got the full time job that I was sort of the doodle guy. And then Claire's like actually better than me at doodling. I was like, ooh, at first I was like, oh no. And then I was like, no, this is awesome. Well, this just is because awesome. I can draw jelly beans. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, and the settings that the jelly beans are in are these fleshed out shaded 3D settings. I'm like, damn it, she's better than me. But then I quickly found out, no, this is awesome. We can make stories together. So we also have like, a, we have this kind of a saga where there's a real ugly looking dude in a bar. Yeah, it's like a, it's a whole uh, movie at this point, I think. Oh, that's right. And there was even movie cameras on. Yeah, yeah they're well, filming a movie. Dude, check out how fun this is. If you're out there and you want to just have fun, if you know somebody who's fun and creative, you take a, you take a, you make a drawing on a sticky note and you just hand it off to them. This person adds a sticky note to it and continue, like just basically enlarges the drawing, widens the margin of the drawing and fills in whatever's like next to it. I had no idea. I sent one over. We're adjacent, by the way. And I just kind of flicked one over. Like, here's a thing I drew because I was bored. I'm flicking it over here. It came back over with one stuck to it. I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Anyway, so there's that. Um, what else? What else is uh, something interesting? Oh, I also learned you're pretty good at word puzzles. 
Um, uh, decent. You're di- you're 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 diligent at them. You're I try really hard. <laughs> I appreciate that. And that's all I can do. <laughs> what? Uh, and what else? Uh, that might be. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's. Maybe I've run out of knowledge about. I think clear. that's that's pretty much my entire personality is robots and <laughs> jelly beans and. <laughs> Bullshit. I have a sneaking suspicion that you have gone on trips outside of the United States and had some interesting experiences. I think you might have told me about one and pointed out on the Google Maps the teeny tiny little uh, villa you were staying at somewhere in Central America. And I imagine there's an interesting story there too. So uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a fun, fun story. Uh, I said that I took an extra class in college and this was the class that I took. <laughs> so The class was traveling 3,000 miles? Yeah, okay. and that was the course title. And um, <laughs> How to and, travel, how to go an eighth of the way around the world and end up not in the ocean. Yeah, and I didn't succeed, no. <laughs> <laughs> I failed that class. Yeah, you came pretty darn close to. So let's see, where'd you go? So I, I went to Costa Rica. Um, and the, the premise to how I found this is it, was just in an email they were like hey we're looking for people to come volunteer in costa rica and take this class and i was like email from who email from campus oh yeah it was like giant mass email to campus oh but it was i mean it came from the university so yeah yeah. it's a university affiliate yeah it was a class and they were trying to get people to take it and um the thing that got me was it said you get to work with baby sea turtles (gasps) Woo! and i I love sea turtles they're my favorite animal so I knew I had to do it. Um, so I, <laughs> At that moment, I knew I had to do When I see BST, I'm all in. Yes. So uh, I, I signed up for the class, and, like, every week we had, like, an hour-long class about uh, um, NGOs, um, non-government organizations, and volunteering in different countries and things like that leading up to a winter break trip to Costa Rica. Oh, oh, I see. So the class so sorry so what i might have missed it what was the class name or what was the premise of the class in total i don't remember the name but i think it was like um montezuma sea turtle volunteering or something like that it was, so it was just, a little bit about how volunteer organizations work and like but the yeah business yeah side we learned it, some interesting things a little bit about biology too maybe and just like yeah a lot about sea turtles and like the um what would that be the marine biology life yeah. of uh Jeez, sea turtles dude. in the ocean and so you're the local sea turtle expert so we know now if we ever have a competition that's like a autonomous sea turtle yeah we're going to need a programming expert and claire to be our yes okay to be but our you sea definitely need expert. a programming expert <laughs> so in, the, in addition <laughs> uh let's see we're on a map here let's see where you were so we're, yeah montezuma um you might just have to search it it's it's so oh, tiny. That's right. You said it was itty bitty it's very my search very bar tiny go? All right, it's a cool uh little town though it I mean, it's it's definitely like a small, like, Montezuma, I don't know if you can call it a town, village. <laughs> oh, that's right. So this looks familiar. And so there was like one road in and it was, let's see, get out of here. now. I don't need you anymore. Layers. Let's get some. It's kind of interesting. They had like, I mean, there were just like wild dogs everywhere, like roaming the streets. Wild and some dogs, of them were friendly. Wild dogs that people assume or fear are rabid potentially or is it just kind of no, like you I leave think, them alone they leave you alone kind of thing yeah like it, there was also monkeys everywhere just like roaming the streets Whoa. like the wildlife was just out and about just in front hanging of out on the town yeah, yeah we went to we went to st martin and the monkeys would they wouldn't fuck with you but they were just like there'd be 30 of them in a tree yeah and you walk past them and they would like walk back out into the little walkway where you were and like I guess they're not dangerous. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they can rip my face off, but yeah, they were pretty nice. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were mostly nice. The couple yeah. were assholes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, worked with um, ASVO, ASVO. Um, it's I I can't speak Spanish, but it's a Spanish name for okay. this uh, non-government organization NGO that is down there and is a sea turtle hatchery essentially. So their goal is their goal is like the the idea is sea turtles are an important part of the 
our, of the ecosystem and if people don't intervene to take care of them they're dying off or the population is suffering yeah i think that and like sea turtles are cute so like it's sure. an easy one to get people yeah. behind like yeah, yeah, <laughs> saving yeah. Yeah, definitely. We went to it. We like saw Like, save place. the sharks might not be as effective. Sure. Yeah, save the blobfish or something. Yeah, that might not. We did. Uh, no. We went to a sea turtle place in, I think it was a rehabilitation center. And at the moment, they only had one guy there. But me and Bear ended up going twice because we, the, the, we enjoyed the little tour the first time so much. And the gal who gave it was nice and she was charismatic. And they go in and feed the little guy and he <laughs> swims around her legs and stuff. That's cute. And <laughs> we were bummed. It was cute. And it was a cool little place, and we took a little bike ride to get there, so it was fun. But then they said something that like was like, they they wanted to make it very clear. They're like, "Don't worry, this turtle doesn't feel an emotional connection with you at all." What? Yeah, that's what she said. They're like, "Don't mistake this for affection. They're only coming over because they know I have food." And it was like, "All right, that's interesting," but that seemed weird. It's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, (laughs) it seemed weird that they made it so clear to want to. I don't know if they, I, my only thought was that somebody somewhere along the way had realized that there was a necessity of separating the, the emotion from what they were doing. Like we're not Some doing. Some guy got way too attached. It's either, well, <laughs> yeah, either that or just kind of like this, this endeavor is not about loving connections. It's about like taking care of the the earth and that kind of stuff. And then All part right, of that yeah, is taking care that, of, yeah. and we, and un, yeah, don't come here because you want to have a cuddly fun relationship with this animal. It's like, come yeah. here because you care about the animals and the earth and all that. Maybe something like that. I don't know, but it was very bizarre the way it was delivered. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, but it was kind of like, okay, damn, Frank. Anyway, um, sea turtles. And apparently they just grow forever. If you don't, if they don't die, is that, I don't, I don't think that, I think that's jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't know about, all right, we're, um, we're going to, we're going to learn today. We're going to yeah, learn Yeah, it, it was cool that, so the sea turtles they uh hatch at night so we had to patrol at night the hatchery and one where's the hatchery is it fenced off is it is it's it private fenced off, okay. yeah so it's, it's on not the like, beach it's but not it's like fenced you off. have to hope that people don't fuck with them it's like it is protected well the fence is like a net it's it's very primitive okay. so you do kind of have to like they they don't want poachers coming because they will poachers will like take eggs and stuff so oh geez okay so you're a little bit of what you're doing is security or is it also yeah. making sure they head the right direction they don't get confused or i think security of just like having people there and like sure, yeah. people knowing that there will be people there yeah, it's not just going to be easy in and out you're gonna have to yeah. bring the ak's if you want to get past claire yeah basically these- <laughs> yeah yeah they gave me a whole like rifle lesson rocket when launcher I was- <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the <laughs> like the those videos they show of like eight-year-olds in africa learning how to use ak's yeah, that, and it's you and a bunch of other i students. looked like an eight-year-old yeah like holding yeah <laughs> just trying to <laughs> and then when you first shoot it it gets a lot of control and it's it, all right Basically. yeah but it, it was cool and um so they would hatch at night and then they gave us these red flashlights and we would count how many turtles hatched from the nest and we'd put them in a little crate and we'd carry them down to the beach a really dark part of the beach and using these red flashlights, we'd watch them walk out to the water and like go out into the ocean. And then we'd use red because the light would distract them yeah. and send them in a different direction. Right. right. That was something that yeah. was one of the things that she mentioned. The gal when we went to the place that uh, some places where they, where they, if you build up too much around there and you have street lamps and things like that or lights from headlights from yeah. cars, it screws them up and they'll just like flood across the street and I'll just get ran over and destroyed and like oh it's ugh. yeah it's like yep. gut wrenching to think about and like. Quit fucking with the sea turtles, people. <laughs> You're giving everybody nightmares. Um, all right. So let's see. See. So what's your... Now here's a question for you. S- did, is sea turtle like your favorite animal? 
or do you have from yeah. growing up? You're, you're not you're not into like horses, anything like that. I Did was you have a never, pet dog I or anything? I can proudly say. Uh, oh yeah, you, I we, was never a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> horse no offense, girl. No offense. Horse girl is that a derogatory term that you're I using? Don't, I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, some people might, which is why I say no offense. <laughs> okay. I don't think it is. We need horse girls to protect the horses. Yeah, sure. Just like we need sea turtles. Or the horses will go the wrong direction when they hatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, you didn't have a dog growing up and turned oh, into I like a, a big dog. Well, fanatic. the thing is, I'm I'm an all animal kind of person. Oh, like okay. I love I have a cat. So sea turtles, get I've your heads dogs. out of your sea turtle asses. You're not just because she came down there to protect you. Doesn't mean you're number one. I would I would protect a dog just just as equally. You're in a tie for first, guys. Yeah. Speaking of which, you um so went to school in at Mizzou. Where'd you grow up? Uh, St. Louis. I well, <laughs> specifically Jeffco. Ooh. If you're from St. Louis, yeah, you little, know where Jeffco is. A little down south of St. Louis. A little bit south. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so then what's your uh, obvious question for the St. Louis folks? What was the high school down there? <laughs> Hillsborough High School. No, I went to Northwest High School because it was in Northwest Jefferson County. Holy shit. I just drove by there, I think, the other day. Oh, yeah? And I was like, Northwest what? I'm serious. I went to go visit my buddy or go um, help a friend of mine. Interestingly, helped him tear down a barn, which was fun. <laughs> like literally collapsed just... a two-story barn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not for fun specifically it was fun for me it was because he wanted to and needed to and we were offering him help and it was on so isn't it on um like 30 yeah highway 30 just Holy take shit. highway 30 all the way down and until you f- until you think you're in arkansas mm-hmm. and, then, and you, then you've reached well and then a couple more miles and yeah okay so he lives in grubville does that sound oh, familiar oh yeah okay that's like right <laughs> ne- so i'm in from ditmer Dittmer is right next to Grubville. I'm talking to you about towns in front where you're, you're talking back <laughs> to me about the same town. Okay, Dittmer. Oh, that's probably where I went to the Amico station before I actually entered Grubville or something we, like that. We used to only have one gas station. Now we have two, but <laughs> it's a BP and a mobile. So Oh, shit. So I don't think it was I might have gotten lost on the Yeah, you might have. Yeah. So it's Highway 30, and yeah. whenever it becomes like the one lane instead of two lanes... And then you go a little bit further, and then that's where I'm from. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we were not far away. What do you know, Northwest? That's so awesome. we say Northwest, where the N stands for knowledge. That's where I went to <laughs> high school. That's great. It was that's, a good school, I think. That's such a good dad joke. That that works great. That's what people call it. Where the N stands for knowledge, <laughs> and the W stands for, or the W stands for, we don't have, I don't know, whatever. We'll figure, we'll figure something, <laughs> something out. Something like that. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. What else do we need to talk about, Claire? I mean, this is we 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 went back a little ways. We went all the way back to high school. We talked about um, we talked about signing paperwork. I signed a lot of paperwork. That was kind of the most here. interesting thing we talked about. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. We talked about most of the things that I wanted to talk about. It might be time to go into everybody's favorite segment. It's my favorite. Is it? Just, just yeah. Thank you for just saying that. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not on questioner. She's just trying to help me out over here. She's like, yeah, totally great segment. Oh, you really think so? Fine. I think it's a good one. It's it's consistent. You know, you need something to rely on. Like yeah, you need. She's like Dan. You really need a crutch. Okay. You <laughs> no. really need. <laughs> uh, I think we got. I'm hoping today because we did advertise a little bit. Full this time. We, there was a little bit of solicitation involved. We told some coworkers of ours at our, at our undisclosed company that uh, that Claire was going to be on this afternoon. And I think some of them got a little excited to kind of give her some hell here. So. I think I had to beg them actually to, to, to send know, emails. <laughs> I know it's almost it's a shame. I'm like, what is come on? What are you guys doing out there? But hey, but I know a couple at least because I saw the notifications. At least a couple came around. All right. And good. I want to thank all you guys that did come around. And the rest of you, shame on you. Let's get to it. Um, all right. How many are you thinking? I like I tell folks, I usually get some, anywhere between a th- between a thousand and a million. Email. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I'm on this episode, so I'm thinking maybe like 1.5 at least. One mil, point, mil. Yeah. Oh, 1.5. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I tell you what, I'm gonna go just one one million even. Okay, that's fair. We got three. All right, we got oh, three. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> not too far off. I mean, I was way closer to us. Five hundred thousand closer than that's you. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks to everybody who sent emails. If you do want to send an email for any reason at any time, it's in over my head at protonmail.com. Protonmail. Yes, protonmail. Thanks, Jimmy, for that. Um, <laughs> and I did see three people took us up on that, so that's fun. We're gonna go ahead and read them. So, uh, full disclosure, this email I'm about to read, I have read already. The other two, it'll be first time. So me and Claire will read them together, and we'll, right. and we'll tell you what you need to know. Um, um, so the first one, though, is from a former guest of mine, Geoffroy. You guys will remember from getting run over by, a, by an Oldsmobile. Um, and he issues a correction. So thank you very much, Geoff, for issuing the correction. He says, in episode 13, you brought up the piece de resistance of our dorm room. And I think he was talking about our Goodwill couch. I heard about that. Yeah, I listened <laughs> to that one. <laughs> yeah, nice. He said, I wanted to let you know we actually made the purchase for one-third of the price you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. he knows this because he says, you should remember this every time you try to balance your checkbook because I still have the uncashed 50 cent check you wrote me to, quote, buy out my half of the couch when I guess I took it and moved when it moved into my next place and kept that couch. I, get, I wrote him a 50 cent check. You know, you, you should have like he should have just cashed it and not said anything. And oh, like you get a fifty yeah. cent. <laughs> oh, that would have been great if twenty years later it says check number like one hundred and eight or something yeah. like the eighth check I've ever had. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Jeff. And he says, "P.S. My chicken game is at a whole new level after listening to your show." Hey, all right. Thanks for the shout out, dude. This is an endorse. This is a this is a correction, a good memory, an endorsement all in one, Jeff. You're so far you're the king of emails to the show. So thanks so much. Um, yeah, dude, guys, check out the chicken episode. I think I called it Don't Overcook Your Chicken. Don't Overcook Your Bird. Right, yeah. It's out there for you. It's about 29 minutes of me blabbering. But I've gotten a lot of positive feedback that people are improving their chicken game. So if you like to eat chicken and you don't like it when it sucks, check it out. All right. Now, the next email I'm very curious about. <laughs> it's in, The subject line says, Riddles for Your Guest. So I suppose they mean just you this time. This might be solely you. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna butt in a couple times. All but. right. Well, as we've discussed, I I'm not great at puzzles. So, oh, so I disagree. Mean, you're like my you're like my go-to puzzle pal. It takes me a minute though. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to take a minute. <laughs> More if you like got them, hours, but <laughs> twelve hours. Twelve hours you spend on a test, and everybody else just wrote their name and turned it in. For, yeah, That's pretty much. That's the kind of dedication that I need. That's why I appreciate. That's why you're sitting here, Claire. All right. Let's see how we do with riddles. Well, it's come. This comes from somebody I'm not familiar with, with a with a conspicuously George uh, Johnson. George. Is definitely a name. <laughs> it's a name. Oh, I'm familiar with. Then it's the name that seems to indicate an individual who I don't believe I'm familiar with. Let's have a look here. All right, we got bullet points. I can already tell. Dear in over my head host, thank you for not using my name. I don't want the people to know my name. You don't. Maybe know. Maybe he just didn't know your name. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could be. They just listened. Um, this is, you know, oh my gosh, <laughs> you don't know me yet, but I'm a huge fan of the cast. Interesting. Going with a shorthand there. The cast, like the people you have on or the podcast? Uh, or it might mean the cast yeah. of Friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, he cast, didn't specify. The cast of, uh, yeah, the cast of uh, Little Women. All right. I think that, that one's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> For a little background on me, I'm a retired mailman. Ooh, not a male person. Hashtag woke. Mailman. Or, or what so. about mail carrier or letter carrier? I thought there was a bunch of different names. Retired mailman. We're going to go with mail person. I spent my year. I, I was going to like move it over towards you, but this. Oh, no. I'm blind. You don't have to. I, I couldn't see it even okay. if it was right in front well, of my face. You have to trust me. I could be lying. Oh, I could be lying. I'm going to read. All right. Well, it's a good story so far. 
I spent my years driving around my community, getting to know everyone, handing out treats to the dogs. This sounds like a really great letter carrier. And making sure mail got delivered on time. Well, great. And thank you for your service to, the, uh, to your community. It was honest work. However, in my many years of delivering mail, no comma, this is the most important message I've ever delivered. <laughs> oh, my. So, so that sounds in extreme, but also, why is he emailing? Well, his whole career was mail. Like, <laughs> you would think. What if it's about to get dark, Claire? What if it's about to be like, I send you this letter and it's with the deepest sadness that this medium is. is the, <laughs> that I, letters are dead. My job is over. I was fired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should have sent this in the mail. That would have been great. Well, you don't give out your home address. Yeah, that's, well, that's well, true. That's true. I yeah. sure don't. So, we're just going to treat it as maybe what I'll do is I'll cut in some, I'll cut in some like paper rustling sounds oh, or something to make it sound like I got this one in the actual mail. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> we'll have to go back and do some editing. Um, it was honest work. Oh, good, great. And this is the most important message you've ever delivered. Well, my goodness, I'll try to handle it with care. I'll try to, this one is fragile, handle with care. All right. This, this side up. All right, we've got a bulleted list here that goes on to say, I have five very important riddles for your guest. It's very important she gets these so please share them with her so they, i guess this person george does know that who you are presumably or that yeah. my guest is a female today i i told no one that i was gonna be. i know neither did i <laughs> i mean besides everyone yeah okay so it must all right anyway uh these it's not a numbered list it's a bulleted list rather and here we've got for uh question number one presumably in bullet point number one of five is time fleeting to find l just get to your meeting. You mustn't dwell. Wow, that's uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the L, the L has a single. The, the, the it's a capital letter L there before the question mark. A single quote prior, no, no single quote after. All right. So it's, I think I may know what this is about. It's, I think maybe so. It's time fleeting to find L. Just get to your meeting. You mustn't dwell. Ooh, so recently, shit. so I've got letters. I got letters at my desk. Oh yeah, sure. Because the mail, because the letter carrier came by and dropped <laughs> off a bunch of letters. Different kind of letters. Oh. I have like alphabetical letters, large alphabetical letters, and they spell out my name. And recently, they were kidnapped. They were stolen <laughs> and taken and hidden. And I feel like George Johnson might know George Johnson, a thing or two about that. Slimy. Ooh, I swear I've got words for George. Yeah. After this, he took you might have taken your letters. Yeah. Oh, and now you think is laying out some breadcrumbs for you to help you find I think he is. Oh. It's like the Zodiac killer. Could it's that like... have anything to do with why I found a foot tall aluminum letter <laughs> capital letter E in my cube this morning? It may. I I'm not the one. I mean, I didn't hide them. I George. just had them stolen from George. me. George. But... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give it away, George. She doesn't know. Um, okay, yeah. So that <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so so we're learning maybe we are learning about okay uh, we've got an idea well let's go on to the second one here this one is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna announce any punctuation anymore i'm just gonna read the thing through you don't have to be a star to find the letter r it should be apparent since it's near something transparent <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. So the first one is behind a clock or something. We we oh, oh. I feel like that's pretty obvious. Um, is it is time fleeting yet? Yeah, there's a time theme, but then they said they mentioned meetings. So, so it could it's be like a, a clock in a conference room or something. That seems likely. And yeah. now the next person that comes to change the battery in there is gonna have a <laughs> two pound aluminum letter conk them in the bridge of the nose. I'm definitely not gonna find all these before somebody new <laughs> hides it or throws it away. <laughs> oh well, that's possible too. Or before one of the hundreds of listeners to the show sneak into the oh, company because yeah. they're so excited to they, they This is play. now like an international race people to are going to be racing to st louis trying to a, a trying to figure out what company we work yeah, for true. b what building c the particular conference room oh boy well all right uh 
Hey, you know, good nevertheless, you. nevertheless, yeah. we say, yeah, yeah, good luck. What does he say? Is, wasn't that when he's like, I've got a particular set of skills that make me a, a nightmare for people like you. I think that's James, just James Bond, right? No, that's Liam Neeson, bro. Oh, from, from yeah, talking, no, you're right, you're right. Talking one. <laughs> and the guy's, it's like, I'm coming after you. I'm going to find you and I will kill you. And the guy's like, yeah. good luck. And then he's on the plane listening to it over and over to try to like memorize his voice. So when he goes into the room with bad guys, he like asks them all to do a sample text. Spoiler alert for the movie Taken. Talking. Talking? No, Taken. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes into the room with the people. Yeah, that will happen. I won't tell you what happens. He does. Go. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> um, some people die. All right. Uh, okay. You don't have to. You don't have to be a star. Clues to find the letter R. It should be apparent since it's near something transparent. Star transparent. Mm, a window. Well, that yeah, there's a transparent thing. What other transparent stuff do we have around? I mean, air is transparent. That's, that's that would, true. That wouldn't be fair, but that's not a thing really. Something air. Yeah, it's transparent. No, it's probably a window. Probably near a window somewhere. Mm, but what kind of window would it not be? Oh, you know what they might have done. Oh, wait, are we trying to solve this right now? I think we are. I, what they sure. might have done is they might have. There might be a spot in one of the. What are we giving away? No, control room. That's the thing that everyone has. There might be a spot in one of the control rooms up where like stuff is packed up against a window. So it's like pinched up against the glass. So you wouldn't see it from inside, but yeah. maybe you could see it from outside. I don't know what the star means, but I guess mm, I can figure that out. Star. Hmm. We'll come. We'll circle back. Or we'll star back. Um, <laughs> okay. Bullet point number three. If you want an A in control, in control, you must stay. Well, shit. That's got to be it. Okay. Be well, yeah. That one's in the control room, but that gives me literally <laughs> or nothing. Or it could be a controller. <laughs> In the other, it could be in, but that would be weird, just propping up things in the middle of like a laboratory I feel like these area. clues are like, it is hidden somewhere in the building. And that's like, <laughs> yeah. that's the clue. <laughs> if you'd like to find the next letter, then look around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Fourth bullet. To find an eye, you cannot be shy. You won't get a splinter, but it is near the printer. I won't get a splinter. That sounds like a threat that I definitely will absolutely get a splinter. Yeah, no kidding. You won't get a splinter. And I was like, so is it like close to something wooden that you... Wooden, like a cabinet. Does it have anything to do with splinters or did somebody lazily try to find a a rhyme for printer? Yeah. (laughs) You you don't have to be a squinter because it's, you know, it's in plain sight. It's by the printer. You know what you could get over there is you could get your little hands sucked into the paper shredder. That's true. Then you won't get like shredded. Like a paper splinter? Like a paper cut, maybe? <laughs> That's oh, the word for dude, that. Dude, we're overthinking it. This one's probably just piled up behind the printer. We just got to go take a quick look over there. I'll flip the printer over. Just okay, toss it Okay, just aside. in case we need It's under. Mm-hmm. Before we check behind, we'll flip the whole <laughs> printer over. <laughs> yeah, it's priorities. It's most likely under. I'm flipping this printer. I've just kind of always wanted to flip that damn printer. That's fair. I think that's... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Point number five. Boy, if we do it together, Claire... We'll be able to get that yeah, thing Yeah, you can't and fire we'll Im- two people. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then immediately put in a ticket. For like, put in an IT ticket. for the. It's not working. I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know what happened since we flipped it over. Well, it looks like somebody flipped it over. <laughs> yeah, I meant I didn't know what happened after that, you know, because I didn't. All right, bullet point number five. If you're looking for E, the place with stories you must see. Now that's a library. Yeah, we got to go to the... Oh, my gosh. Dude, have you ever been to the mold room upstairs? Oh, yes. Yeah. That room I thought was pretty cool, but it's just got tomes and tomes of, of like, old tests. Yeah, it's, like, half water, like, logged. Like. <laughs> That's what people act like. I never got – people say there's I – I don't think it's really that gross over there. I think it's just so obvious by the color scheme and stuff that it's outdated and old. So you kind of go in and almost – almost like smell a funky smell but i don't i don't i've never gotten the impression it's just it's the smell of old 
it, yeah, it's just like these papers mm-hmm. came from the seventies, dude. They got like they got they're loaded up with cigarettes and Reaganomics. I don't know. Um, yeah, that so that might be the library they're talking about. That's true. <laughs> you think somebody heaved that it, would, heaved I'd it, be e pretty impressed, there? honestly. That that would that would be a really good like hiding spot because I never would look there. <laughs> yeah. Not in a million years. Would be a good years. hiding spot because like say in the middle of the Sahara Desert would be a good hiding spot. Of course, it's like it's <laughs> it's huge and it's impossible to get to. Uh, okay. Wow, these are good clues. Fleeting for a, well, thanks guys. Thanks George. Um, so you know what I might do? I might forward this to you so you yeah. got it. And yeah, then that'd we'll, be good. We'll so I can with it in a couple of days. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, so thanks, George, for the for our second email there. That's but but ladies and gentlemen, that is only two out of the three, out of the million emails that we've got today. We still have one coming up, and this one is from a name I recognize. And no, I don't know that person. You don't know that person? Oh wait, no, yeah, she works with us. I think it might be somebody that we I work might have with. talked to her. I'm once pretty or twice. sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that yeah, she got introduced to me at some point yeah um, anyway like just kidding we know you very well this is from our <laughs> this is from our co-worker dana dana shout outs thanks for writing in appreciate that um let's see this is oh it's a short one um <laughs> dan please ask claire all right i'm posing i'm facing oh, claire okay. now and this but it's an indirect speech it's not in a quotation so okay. i have to kind of figure out how to ask it please ask claire if she would rather fight classic one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses claire would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses one horse-sized duck uh, here's my first thought on a horse-sized duck right is what's going on if we're just going pure like a geometrically um similar like a just a pure scale up a one-to-one scale up then it, there's no way that those lungs and things are yeah capable well, that, that of, was my first you're going to collapse it, your lungs blood vessels aren't gonna be the right size it's you're just gonna, gonna be like a weird immediately blob. A hypoxic yeah like you're immediately gonna be that just dies instantly right it's gonna be like if you try to make a water balloon that size or something it just flattens out and eventually snaps <laughs> at the edge so i think what's gonna happen is i'd rather fight that no i'd feel so sad watching it just like it would choke be sad, on its own fucking weight. but I wouldn't have to like do anything. It'd be easy. Yeah. I was thinking, have you ever tried doing like walking or jogging in place? Because that would be what fighting a hundred <laughs> duck-sized horses would be. It would just be step, 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 step. That's true. That's true. Just I'm not very athletic, so I feel like just watching <laughs> this thing like crumble before me would be easier than yeah, right. stomping it. I think I'll go with the the horse-sized duck just because no. if it works, assuming like you know the biological things work out to where it actually lives i think it would just be cute i don't think it would be very like oh not violent dangerous yeah but would it what's i that think thing i would it? end up becoming friends with it and then i would ride it around right. oh you would be and you, you would be would, the cool kid with the giant duck yeah exactly everybody would be jealous it'd be, what, it'd be nice what is that thing going to eat though i mean is it not going to get hungry and start eating you well let's see does the giant duck eat horse food or eat duck food well, I think it's. I think size is the only difference. It's a regular duck. You expand that size until it becomes presumably the mass and of an average horse. And then second question: yeah. What is duck food? <laughs> <laughs> what do ducks Corn eat? and bread chunks. Have you ever seen old bread? men in the park? Yeah, they throw oh, their yeah, they okay. throw shitty Wonder Bread at him or so whatever. So instead of like crumbles of bread, he just eats like a loaf of bread at a Maybe time. Maybe so. If you can afford the bread, I can see you now with your hair frazzled and bags under your eyes, working at overtime and <laughs> making then, bread. Loaves. No, no, not even that. You're just you're leaving the store and you had to buy a trailer to take the 
pallets of Wonder Bread home and you can't afford them. This duck is going to be the death of me. And you get home and your loving duck is there, but he's so hungry and you can barely afford to feed him. And this that would be the end of episode one. And in episode two, one of two things happens. The duck dies and then you go on a John Wick killing spree. <laughs> or... The duck, uh, or you like meet a person, a sketchy, like a sh- shadowy individual who offers to give you like a lifetime supply of bread, but in exchange for who knows what in you got. In exchange for the bread, I have to fight a uh-huh. hundred <laughs> duck sized horses. He's like, all right, lady, I did this for you, and but I got to fess up. I didn't do this out of the goodwill of my heart, all right? I got a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a duck sized horse problem here. Yeah, yeah. And I need you to come. I heard you're the only one with experience. And you're like, eh. and before you know it, he pushes you into the cage with the ducks and the menacing look of 200 tiny horse eyes looking back at you. Boom, end of episode two. That sounds pretty terrifying. That's end episode. of episode two. Before that part, it was giving me like Clifford the Big Red Dog vibes. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then that happened. And <laughs> the, he, he tries to go be friends with all the other ducks and it's weird. And then there's one purple duck that like is from the hood. And then there's the one, the one bulldog that like is always in a bad mood or whatever they're You're making a movie like a live action movie did you Clifford? see that yeah oh, i think it, i did see some trippy it weird kind of sad it's in new york i think clifford the big red dog goes to new york isn't that an episode from every 90s tv kids show of like yeah it goes to new york blankety yeah. blank character goes to the big city and gets lost one time but then the owner finds it and the man in the purple hat or the, the man billionaire in the... like real estate mogul finds him and turns out the billionaire him. guy doesn't just kick him off to the side he's actually really nice humans are nice and it's like thanks for teaching us that uh, okay. Well, on that great lesson, <laughs> Dana, thank you so much for sending us the uh, the question. I feel like we came to the only reasonable conclusion. Yeah, Clifford the big red dog. But to, in order to get that, mm-hmm. as a pet, you have to fight the horses. Like it's not would you right, rather. Right. It's a in, necessity. In, w- in which order would you? <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Which one would you rather be friends with? Yeah. Which in one? order to do that, you have to fight <laughs> the other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which one are you going to be able to afford to feed? That, yeah, true. Oh, my God. Well, Claire, this has been great. Thanks, guys, for the emails. And thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been awesome. Um, Gosh, uh, I I don't, we're we're almost to time. I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to push it any further. Because, you know, it's like when you give them an inch and they take a mile. You give 53 minutes and you try to take 60. Yeah, when you give a mouse a cookie. Ah, next thing you know. (laughs) What is it? Then he wants some milk or something? Uh, there, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of like. If you give a mouse a cookie, he wants some milk. If you give him some milk, now he wants a glass because the carton's too large. Now that he wants glass, he breaks it. Now he needs a bandaid because he cut his little foot. Something and the like bandaid yeah. soaks through, and he's like, I actually need surgery. And they're like, That's expensive. You need health insurance. So he's like, No, I need. You give a mouse health insurance. Well, he needs a job, or else they won't pay for the thing. You give a mouse a job, now he's got money. Yeah, but And he then, goes and buys hella cookies with his money, right? Yeah. And now he needs more milk. Yeah, it's a cycle, and I'm pretty sure it, it does have a whole like corporate health insurance like <laughs> talking about the man section <laughs> talking about the oppression of the man. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So then after that, he goes he goes to Mexico to get cheap surgery, right? And he comes back with some infection, and now he needs health insurance even more to treat the infection. Yeah, uh, it's it's a big like capitalism basically statement the or something ma- like that. The mouse is an analogy for who <laughs> was that Colombian drug cartel guy. Oh, he, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, he, it's basically Pablo Mouskabar, and he brings back. Now he's selling cookies on the black market. It, well, anyway, uh, you check that one. Check that one out, guys. That's actually yeah, episode that four of Claire's show. After she gets all the <laughs> horse, she's friends with the duck, murders all the horses, or maybe she doesn't. Now, in your show, you'd probably like set them free. Or something, this is like you? whenever you take one character of a show and make an entirely new show a based on that character. Yeah, we're spinning off. Yeah. Yeah. So the mouse was in my Pablo Mouskabar. He was in. <laughs> The duck show, but 
He was so good. They needed to do a spinoff. Oh, and he was so good. They're running concurrently. They make a spinoff for him while we're still going. On yeah. Sh- at yeah. One, or on, on show number one. Oh, my gosh. So basically, the mouse. Yeah, what, dude, what, what are some shows where the spinoff was ongoing at the same time? Did Angel go on at the same time as Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I, I think that one might have. Frasier Frasier was after. Yeah, it came after, yeah. Um, The Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. I think that was after. That was definitely after, yeah. Yeah. Dude, hey, did they come out? Do you do any? Do you watch a little Breaking or that Saul show? Uh, I started it. Haven't haven't got very far. I don't know if they came out with a new season yet. I thought it was on four, and they said it was going to be the last season. All right, whatever. We're going to look into (laughs) it. Hey, look, we're squeezing our two minutes out of it. Well, Claire, I tell you what. You you have anything else that you need to tell the people before we go? It's all yours. You can take all the time you want. Tell them what you got to tell them. Here's it, now's the time to do it. Well, I was born in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> 98. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you were born after Third Eye Blind self-titled album came out. You're born after. That's how we mark it in yeah. my family. We're like, oh wait, was she before the album? Or no, mm-hmm. it was after. It was before after. self-titled. Yeah, no, yeah. you were after self-titled. Okay. Yeah. Well, go on. That's it. That's what you want to tell them. Oh well, I was just gonna go through my whole life, but I don't. I don't know if we have. A whole lot of time. Left, All right, we'll so. take one. We'll take one sample in there. Tell me what was going on in your life when you were seven and a half. Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Two thousand five. See, I go by grades. I uh, honestly have third grade. no idea. Third grade. Sure. I was writing cursive. I was learning mm. that useless skill. <laughs> <laughs> Uppercase and lowercase, bro. Something like that. Dang, dude! Did they try to teach you cursive numbers? I remember when they would do that. They cursive num- yeah. No, I've never heard of cursive dude, numbers. They had that thing. That's an old. That's an even older school thing. I don't think they taught us that crap. But yeah, they had a one that just looks like a tall. It's like two legs of a triangle. It's just like an upside down V and it's sideways. And I was like, yo, I ain't messing with that, man. That's hard to read. Third grade, we had projector screens. Oh, yeah, we had those for sure. Fourth grade, we had smart boards. There's a huge transition in that one year. Like, Seven and a half was a, was a watershed moment in your yeah. life, basically. You went away from those. Oh, we had guys in college that, you know, and I was thinking this was weird, but I this can't be, that can't be accurate. I was like, there was a dude in college that still used clear transparencies and i was like wait a second was i in college at the same time <laughs> i took the, i took circuits in 2006 so oh, this would yeah. have been pretty i would have cool. been in second grade <laughs> yeah 2006 <laughs> oh no that's awesome i was take i was in my second year of college and you were in second grade well i guess that's what happens so wait are you saying so you and i are different ages i always thought you were my age um i like a couple years different yeah a couple years okay so it makes a big difference these days the world things are blowing up technology is blowing up folks all right well thanks for telling us your life story claire thanks for being on everybody thanks for listening um uh that's all i got to say i'm gonna let you do the final sign out all right thanks for having me hope hope everybody uh has fun with this one (laughs) Woo! all right see you later guys bye